What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhawks42 on the internet, and today we are looking at another card, and this one is going out to my buddy CZE, who is just all about those blue-white flyers. And that card is, of course, Rally of Wings. If you're not familiar with Rally of Wings, you have fortunately not gotten paired up against a really aggressive blue-white flyers deck on the ladder in Arena, because holy cow is this card just the absolute bomb diggity shiznit in that deck. So what is Rally of Wings? It's an instant for two. So right there alone, it's very inexpensive and you can cast it at any freaking time. Also, I'm going to throw out there, this is compatible with Isochron Scepter. Just saying. So it's an instant for two with untap all creatures you control and then creatures you control with flying get plus two plus two till end of turn. Now, I love the wording on this because you untap all of your creatures regardless of whether or not they have flying. Now, if they do have flying, they get plus two plus two. So the big use of this in the blue white flyers deck it's primarily give all your creatures plus two plus two. The fact that you basically give everything vigilance uh, is a nice bonus. And when I say that it gives everything vigilance, it's because you attack with everything, turn them all sideways, then you cast this, untap them, and then, the, so not only are they all bigger, but now they're all untapped, ready to block, should that become necessary. Although, most of the time, that's not necessary. Most of the time, this is just a straight on, um, this this is a, the, the kill. This is the kill shot in nine times out of ten in that deck. Because the whole point of the blue-white flyers deck, at least the standard version that we know and love, is all about getting one and two drop creatures down. Usually one drops, actually. Like, a perfect situation for that deck is like one drop, one drop, one drop, one drop, one drop, you know, <laughs> one drop, two drop, then swing Rally of Wings, and you're just pinging the whole time so usually that's like a turn four maybe turn five kill um turn five if something goes sideways like but this is incredibly fast it's incredibly nasty and rally of wings really helps accelerate that to a pretty grisly conclusion pretty fast on top of that if you have two rally of wings in hand think about it it gives all of your creatures so for four mana all of your creatures get plus four plus four if you have three or four creatures on board, holy cow, that is a huge buff. And when they all have flying, you know, which they will in this case, oh my goodness, that's amazing. So what else is great about this card? I mentioned that it was compatible with Isochron Scepter. Well, you notice how it says untap all creatures you control. Now, there's some combo potential there. Whenever you see the word untap, start thinking combos, because usually untapping stuff is a key piece of those combo engines. So the, what I'm thinking of is a situation where I have Rally of Wings and let's say I put it onto, I put it onto Isochron Scepter and then I have say a Llanowar Elves or a Birds of Paradise, some creature that can produce mana. And then I also have something like a Kiora's Follower um, that allows me to tap to untap a permanent of any kind. The moment you put Rally of Wings on an Isochron Scepter, you can tap Isochron Scepter, you untap your all your creatures, and then you can tap your Kiora's Follower to untap Isochron Scepter, rinse, repeat, and if you have a Llanowar Elf down there, you, or a Birds of Paradise or whatever, you can just tap, 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 and you now have infinite mana. Um, so that's pretty cool. Also, if you have a Prodigal Sorcerer, you now have infinite damage and you win the game. Also pretty cool. Um, but if you want to be... If you want to be funny about it, what you could do is you could actually have a flying commander. Um, so if you had, like, a flying commander in Bant colors, for the life of me, I can't think of a good example right now, but I have no doubt they're out there. Um, you could do this with uh, some Azorius stuff as well. Um, 
yeah. <laughs> you could put Rally Wings on an Isochron Scepter and then pull that little combo off, and each time you're buffing your commander for two with the Rally of Wings resolution, and you just so happen to be untapping everything. And so you can just have an infinitely sized flying commander. So the fact that it's a commander is kind of incidental at that point. You just need flyers on board, and then infinite Rally of Wings, infinite damage. You just need three flyers and opponents that don't have flying creatures in a four-player pod and you win the game because you just give all of your creatures, just get all your creatures really huge, swing to each of them. They'll swing one at each, and that's all you need to do. So you can create an infinitely sized flying army with this Isochron Scepter and Kiora's Follower. Um, there are some other cards that do that. Afeto Alchemist is another one that's absolutely fantastic that allows you to untap artifacts, so that one works great. Um, there are there are any number of them. I want to say, I think Arkham Dagsum has an ability to untap artifacts. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, as I often am. Also, huge shout out to uh, YouTube user Angry Jellyfish. Thank you so much for your uh, fact checking. Now officially the the official fact checker of the Overthinking MTG podcast. Um, honestly, thank you for keeping me honest. I really appreciate it. And I do actually have to issue a uh, issue a statement about the last episode because I got some things wrong on that one that I feel I need, I feel I need to correct. But we'll we'll get we'll get to that at the end. So with Rally of Wings, this this card is absolutely fantastic. Now the mechanics of the card are great. The image of the card, it shows two angels, clearly of the Boros Legion, uh, and they're flying into what appears to be some kind of energy blast, energy barrage. They're clearly engaged in high-flying aerial combat. Cool. Nothing wrong with that, right? Um, but the flavor text, the flavor text is a great idea that is questionably executed. So let's go ahead and check that out. Even the clouds became a field of battle. Known as the Sky Theater, it saw the Eternals clash with squadrons of angels. Now, I can appreciate the flavor text writers writing that to set context. And if that is on a spreadsheet amongst all the other flavor text, that looks just fine. In context on the card, however, it looks super duper awkward. So, this, even the clouds became a field of battle. Okay. That sentence alone, not bad. Now, field of battle, why isn't that battlefield? You could just you can tighten that up a little bit. Okay, that's my English major, like nitpicking coming out. There it is. Okay, that is what it is. Apologies. Um, but okay, moving on. Next next sentence. Known as the Sky Sky Theater, it saw the Eternals clash with squadrons of angels. What is that sentence giving us that the artwork is not? It's giving us the name of the Sky Theater. Now, that is kind of interesting. So the idea that as the War of the Spark was playing out, the generals had to position troops and consider m movements on all these different axes, including the very sky. Now, that's kind of cool. Like, I like that idea. Um, but at the end of the day... It saw Eternals clash with Squadrons of Angels. That whole segment, we're seeing that on the artwork. We're seeing Squadrons of Angels engaged in combat, and because of the War of the Spark story, I think it's fair to assume that they're fighting Eternals. And we don't see any Eternals on the artwork, so is that even necessary to say that they're fighting Eternals? I think we can just assume so. So if I were to provide punch-up for this flavor text, the way that I would recommend it is known as the Sky Theater... Even the clouds became a battlefield. Boom. And I'm going to go ahead and not drop my mic because it's on a, 
it's on a boom stand that I actually really want to make sure um, stays at this distance. But you get you get what I'm saying. I'm gonna go ahead and metaphorically drop a mic here. I have a here. I have a I have a pen. Yeah, dropped the dropped the pen instead of the mic because uh, mics are expensive and pens not so much. Cool. So this has been super fun, you guys. This has been Rally of Wings. It's a it's a cool card. It's just it's an amazing finisher in a flying deck. Like it doesn't get better than this. It provides you with an overrun effect. You've got some cool combo potential. The fact that it untaps everything is nice, but it's not really necessary in most situations, but you've got some cool options with that that you can do. And again, if it's on an Isochron Scepter, whenever I see an instant for two, I just, I gotta think, okay, what is it like if this is on an Isochron Scepter? Because let's be honest, Isochron Scepter freaking rips. That card is amazing. All right, so Descent into Madness. I owe an apology to all of you fine folks. There were a couple of key details about last, last episode that I got wrong with Descent into Madness, and I wanna make it right. So, at the beginning of your upkeep, put a Despair Counter and Descend to Madness, so if you're not familiar. Um, then each player exiles X permanents that he or she controls and or cards from his or her hand, where X is the number of Despair Counters on Descend to Madness. Now, I offered a couple of solutions to get around sacrificing permanents and discarding cards. Unfortunately, Descend to Madness exiles from both your hand or the battlefield, depending on which one you're using to satisfy the cost. And as a result, neither of those solutions actually work with the way the card is worded. So, if you're going to be building this deck, if you're going to be building around Descent into Madness, the goal is going to have to be get more resources than you need so you can continue to sacrifice to it. And so, things that I would look for there are landfall strategies with cards like Field of the Dead, where you get an ex just an incredible number of tokens in addition to lands that you'd be you know land you know pulling out with landfall also um goblin tokens like i mentioned that works perfectly fine and cards like peer into the abyss that allow you to draw a ton of cards that will give you access to resources that you can that you can exile to satisfy descent into madness so i just wanted to make that correction um so thank you everybody for for tolerating with me tolerating with me tolerating me as i make errors on this show all right. Thanks so much, everybody. Um, you can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhocks42. I also have a number of other uh, series that I'm working on over on YouTube. Um, feel free to check that out if you're not there already. And if you are, hello. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. And I'll catch you next time. Oh, and don't forget, you are a good person and you deserve to be happy.